You're listening to the Profit Lovers Podcast, where profit is not a dirty word. I'm Melanie Miller. Consider this your business safe space, where we take a BS-free approach to building a profitable business, one that's also livable, it fits into your lifestyle, and it's lovable. You actually enjoy it. Well, most days anyway. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Profit Lovers. Today, we're talking about social media marketing. Do you really need it? More and more often, I have clients asking me if they can market their businesses without using social media because they're sick of it, right? And I get it. I don't love it. Yet, I don't mind consuming it. Interestingly, I have learned actually quite a few useful tips off TikTok recently, including finding a really awesome tool for recording your business processes, something that my team uh, does tend to find quite challenging. However, I do not want to be shaking my ass and miming to a recording or forcing a smile when I point to random spots in the air on TikTok or Reels. It's just not for me. And if it's not for you either, then stay with me. Social media platforms are huge now for marketing. And one of the biggest benefits is the two-way conversation that you can have with potential buyers. This is actually one of the major reasons that I do stay on social media and that I do enjoy it. I like sharing little messages with current and future profit lovers. And I do think that that's one of the advantages of being a micro or small business as opposed to a really big business is that you're able to do that. You're able to connect more one-on-one because people buy from people they know, like, and trust, right? Now, I do find that many business owners don't engage too much on social media because some expert on the internet has told them that they need to be leveraging the bejesus out of their businesses and they need to outsource everything and protect their energy. And now their social media is just a dead zone, right? Gosh forbid you actually take the time to have a personal interaction with a human. I did a masterclass this week in members club on brand building, where I was sharing the profit lovers ethos. So it's the list of key points that I use to make really good decisions about what the profit lovers stands for and how it exists and how it behaves, right? And one of those points was that we never post or email what I call fast food for the brain. That is content that serves no real purpose for the consumer. And that includes social media posts that exist only for the purpose of posting something, right? I do post a lot of piggy content. You might know him as Ziggy, the rescue poochie, or office assistant, but that's because he's a little legend and seeing him in my stories and on my feed is guaranteed to bring you joy. What I don't do is pay someone to create content just for content's sake. That doesn't mean that you have to do the same. I'm certainly not preaching here. You do whatever gets you results and results. Well, that's the magic word. A lot of social media content is really nothing more than space junk random images and videos floating around the interwebs with no real purpose. And it does nothing for you, but at least it kind of feels like you're marketing, right? You may be scheduled a heap of stuff to your social profiles, even though you've never checked the click-through rates to your website and you only have a few thousand followers, but at least you can tick 
marketing off your list for the week. Sound a little familiar? Oh, no, no, no. Let's go back to the initial question. Can you effectively market your business without social media? The short answer is yes, of course. Social media didn't always exist. Shocking, I know. It was November 2007 when Dirty Zuck debuted Facebook pages for brands and Facebook ads. Prior to that, social media marketing did exist, but Facebook really took it to the micro and small business masses, right? Making this like quite a new way to promote your business. And it felt so easy and not to mention cheap because it was free to promote until it wasn't. Of course, before then you still had to market your business. And of course you could still market it online using forums, (laughs) forums, blogging, search engine optimization, and all of that kind of stuff. I was working in sales and marketing management as far back as the late 90s when Mark Zuckerberg was barely hitting puberty, I imagine. Now, how did we market back then? Well, we sent snail mail. We picked up the phone. We talked to people. We used trade fairs and the good old golden doorstop, the yellow pages. We even used fax machines. Now, while I don't suggest you call your local Yellow Pages representatives and sign up for a double page spread, you can still use a lot of those old school marketing techniques to get in front of your target audience. How you're marketing your business, as in what channels you use, is really irrelevant. doesn't really matter. Channels or platforms you use, doesn't matter. What matters is, one, can you get in front of your ideal buyer? Two, how much is it going to cost you? And three, does it lead to a sale? If you can get in front of the right people for a reasonable spend of time or money, possibly both, and you can track and measure your results, then go on with your fine self. Think about the different offers that you've purchased over the past few months. How many were a direct result of social media alone? I know a few of my purchases absolutely were. There are these gorgeous earrings that I'm desperate to come back into stock, found them on Instagram. But many of my purchases have come from a quick Google search. I actually bought a client gift because someone had sent me that same gift box. I didn't even check their Instagram. I just remembered what the gift box was called, went straight to their website and placed an order. I bought a mini course on a recommendation from one of my mastermind buddies, didn't check their social media, went straight there and bought it. I have been on a solid search for an investment property for months now, and I don't follow any of the real estate agents I've met on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook. I check realestate.com.au for listings. And if they're smart agents, which P.S. many of them are not, they will write down what I'm looking for and they'll contact me directly when they have something that fits. The point here is to invest your time and money marketing where the people are that you want to sell to. And yes, maybe they're on social media, but they're likely hanging out in other places too. I've seen businesses spend hundreds and even thousands each month on social media consultants or VAs when it really makes no sense for their business model or their target audience. Do I really want to see your plumbing jobs on social media? Not really. If my toilet backs up and human waste starts gushing onto my hardwood floors, I'm just going to grab my phone and Google 24-hour plumber fast, right? 
I'm not going to be digging around through my social media for that plumber I once saw while excrement soaks into my carpets. There is also this feeling that if you're not at least posting on social media, even when you know that that isn't where people are really finding you, that the masses of potential customers will go hunting on your social feeds for signs of life, (laughs) signs you exist. If you don't at least have, you know, the presence on social media, people won't want to buy from you. And I do agree to some extent that social media can add some legitimacy to a business, but once again, it's all about the results. So if you're not using social media or you're over it, you're sick of it, I tell you, the flood of clients and profit lovers that I've had come to me over the past probably year who are like, Melanie, I don't want to use social media to market my business anymore. So if you're one of them, what do you do instead? Well, that's a matter of what you sell and where your audience are. Back to my previous point that good marketing is marketing that gets results and you can track the results. And there are tons of ways to connect with your ideal buyer that have nothing to do with the latest TikTok trends or minding to random audio on reels. Now, I know I sound a little judgy here, and I honestly don't mean to. And if you enjoy that kind of marketing and it gets you results, then absolutely keep doing it. Not only keep doing it, I'm consuming it. I enjoy it. I'll be cheering you on. Quick side note here. I had lunch with my lovely friend, Emily. You'll remember her from a previous episode where we were talking about building like real customer love, client love, like really building those um, touch points that make customers and clients feel really special. I'll link her episode in the show notes. Well, I told her in no uncertain terms that if she saw me dancing on TikTok or Reels, that she should most definitely call the police. I've been kidnapped and I'm being held against my will. And this is my SOS call. Now, if you want to use Reels and Stories effectively to share your brand messaging, then Emily Osmond, Modern Marketing Collective, That's the kind of marketing expert that you want to follow. She made a really interesting point about businesses needing to be careful about following a lot of these trends because it may actually turn people off doing business with you. And I agree with that. So back to my point, if it works for you, then don't change a thing. Now, let me do a 180 here and ask you to consider if you are somebody who doesn't want to use social media, is over it, sick of it. If your disdain for social media is actually a lack of results because your strategy is off or you don't have a strategy, here's the thing. You're clearly not getting results because if you were, you wouldn't want to quit social media, right? Now I'm going to make these assumptions about your social media efforts. If you are someone who does have an audience that is on social media, that it could be an effective tool for you, but you're sick of it, you're over it, you don't want to do it anymore. I'm going to assume you don't have a good understanding of your brand messaging. So the content that you post is maybe fun, but it doesn't spark the, oh wait, I need that solution from your followers. If you're not outsourcing and automating social media effectively, So you either are paying somebody and it just feels like money down the drain to post anything, or 
you're creating great content, but you're not squeezing the last drop out of every piece of content you create. So you're just randomly posting bits and pieces everywhere. You use it once, it never gets recycled. You maybe have paid someone in the past to create and post content, but maybe they didn't have access to your brand messaging guide because you didn't have one, or even your brand image guide because you didn't have one. And so they're just winging it, which means they're not getting any results for you. Maybe you've been posting for years and you're not getting any results or you feel like you're not getting any results, but you've never tracked results. So now it's just a burden and you're making an assumption that it doesn't work for you, but you really don't know if that's true or not. Your sales funnels suck. And even when people do click through to your website, you lose them because there is no logical next step laid out in front of them to follow. Maybe you're just not being visible enough and attracting new eyeballs to your socials. And therefore, it's just the same group of people commenting or liking posts, but they're not ever taking it one step further. They're never taking that next action. So it starts to feel like, what is the point? Or maybe you're not actually using your socials to talk about your offers and the outcomes. So you never ask for the sale. Instead, you're filling the feeds with info, but never any action calls. Now I could go on and on, but I feel like many of you will have already had some bells going off in your head thinking, yeah, actually that does sound like me. It kind of makes sense now why socials haven't been working. So now let's wrap it up with a list of things you could be doing to market your business if you absolutely don't want to be on social media or your target audience isn't on social media or your, you know, your offers just don't suit that platform. This is Melanie's two minute, like quick brain dump. And I'm sure that I could add at least a hundred more ideas, but I'm going to leave it up to you to get creative. I'm just going to give you some ideas to start you off. You could be tapping into your existing networks. So friends, family, colleagues, you could be building relationships with complementary businesses to form joint ventures. You could be creating a PR strategy. You'll be joining networking groups online or in your local area. They could be industry-based groups or just local business groups. You could be attending trade-based fairs, functions, trade shows. You could create a list of potential target buyers, and you could start calling them on the phone, old school style. You could ask for referrals from your current buyers. You could utilize snail mail or other direct contact methods. You could become a member of a business organization and then add value where you can. You could be connecting with local councils or chambers of commerce, other government organizations that support local businesses. You could be a guest on a podcast where your ideal buyer hangs out and listens. You could start your own podcast. That's only if you have a buttload of time, right? Because podcasts, uh, they take a lot of time. Anyway, you could guest contribute to blogs or websites in your industry or where your ideal buyer is hanging out. You could be working on your SEO. You could get an expert or do a course in SEO optimization for your website. You could run some Google ads. You could hire someone to run Google ads for you. You could get uncomfortable and start cold calling or door knocking local businesses. You could get super strategic with your email marketing, re-engage 
the customers or clients who've bought from you previously. There's a really, really long list of marketing efforts that have nothing to do with social media. Now, what you do, once again, it depends on what you sell and who you sell it to. I certainly would not suggest hauling a suitcase full of journals to, you know, door to door in your local community, if that's what you sell. But if you're a graphic designer, for instance, or maybe you're a branding expert, then head into an industrial estate and start making connections. Marketing is hard. It's uncomfortable for many reasons, especially if you're not a confident person or if like me, I'm a confident person, but I'm also a total introvert and I hate small talk. You're also selling yourself a lot of the times, right? I was a great salesperson for other people's businesses. And then it came to having to sell my own services or my own offers. Not so confident anymore. So we've got to add that into your marketing as well, right? Now you may need to do this uncomfortable stuff until you start to get some sales momentum. And then as long as you have a solid understanding of your profitability and you're not undercharging, then you can quickly outsource and automate the marketing processes so you can move out of that marketing role and into the CEO role in your business. You may even be able to do it right now, right? Just by realigning some of the things that you're doing in your business today. I spent the first, I'm going to say, was it two to three years maybe in my business doing awful stuff that I hated. I hauled my cookies into BNI meetings. That's Business Networking International. They're breakfast meetings. It's worldwide. Um, You go in, you have breakfast, you give referrals. But I hauled my cookies into my local BNI meeting every week for years. And because I either need to be the center of attention or not in the room at all. I also stepped into the vice president and then the president's role. I did not love getting up at Sparrow's Fluff to eat a kind of sad cold breakfast and talk business at seven o'clock in the morning. But BNI is the reason that I'm here in business today. My first 100K in revenue came directly from either people who were sitting in that room or referrals from people who were sitting in that room. I cold called. It was awful. It was just awful. I can't tell you how awful cold calling was, but it was less awful than living in a box under a bridge, which is what I would have been doing if I didn't get my business up and running, right? Or going back to a J-O-B. I kind of feel like I almost would prefer to spend days cold calling than ever having to go back to a J-O-B. Anywho, the thing is I did all of the stuff that was uncomfortable until I didn't have to do it anymore. Let me also mention that was 12 years ago. So it was pre-social media marketing. So I didn't have that. I I do think social media marketing can kind of be lazy marketing and that you can tick it off a list without it really being any effort at all or being particularly effective. So I didn't have that to fall back on. Let me tell you, I probably would have hidden in social media marketing if I could have. So you're going to choose your heart when it comes to marketing. It's all kind of hard, right? Unless you're gifted and you absolutely love it, marketing's kind of hard. And so as long as you, once again, make sure you've got some fat built into your pricing margins and you get those sales starting to happen, 
then you can outsource so you can do what it is that you enjoy in your business. You can sit in your queen profit B role. You can you know, really step into that CEO role and not spend your days marketing. Now, if you want more of my endless stories and wisdom, Members Club is opening in September and this is all the kind of stuff that we cover, right? How to get super effective at your marketing, how to absolutely nail that marketing language and how to make sure that you're being seen and being heard and that you've got a customer journey map and that there is enough margin in your pricing to be able to pay for someone to do your marketing for you. Let me tell you, the current members are absolutely kicking ass. I most definitely will share some more of their wins, but I want to give you a really quick example. So the amazing Bron from Real World Learning, I will make sure I link her details in the blog and in the show notes, mapped out her customer journey map. And let me tell you, she nailed it on her first attempt, which is not an easy feat, right? This is something that, you know, even I have to go back and tweak mine. She nailed her customer journey map, so a marketing and sales map. And then within doing that, she found that she had a big sales funnel leak. She plugged that gap or that leak and has just posted that she's made two sales out of nowhere. And I know like two sales probably sounds like a small example, but it's not because she's plugging these gaps and picking up this revenue that she didn't even really know was out there. And she's picking up sales left and right. So it's a real light bulb moment for her. And now she's gap filling all over the place. And that's very exciting to me when you're picking up sales, you didn't even know you're missing out on. All right, I'm off to practice a dance for TikTok. Kidding, I'm going to get a snack. It's snack time for sure. Uh, And I will see you, happy profit lovers. See you, talk to you, see you over on social media and talk to you in the next episode. Happy profit loving. Hey, Profit Lover, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do leave a review so other women just like you can find the Profit Lovers podcast. And I'd love it if you subscribed so you never miss an episode. And finally, always remember that profit isn't a dirty word.